0: What's up, sports fans, and welcome to an all-new episode of Football Fanatics here on the Final Timeout Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Forbes Crowley, joined, as always, by my co-host, Fernando Doctors. On this 17th episode of Football Fanatics, we're going to be giving you our biggest takeaways and surprises from Week 4 and then give you some insights and some uh, some betting advice looking ahead to Week 5. So, kicking it off, uh, biggest disappoint- disappointment for me this week had to be the Miami Dolphins and their concussion protocol. I mean, mm-hmm. I think well, literally the entire world saw what happened um, to Tua to, uh, in that Bills game, saw how he got up, saw how he couldn't really walk to the sideline, and everyone was like, yeah, that's, that's a concussion, that's a head injury. And then Mc, Mike McDaniel and, you know, everyone was just like, nope, it's a back and ankle injury. Um, you know, he's, good to, or he's questionable, it's a short week, we'll, it's day-to-day, but, you know... Not, not worried about concussion protocol or anything. Um, and then I think there was some, some person tweeted um, before the game. It was like, if Tua steps onto the field um, tonight it's a step back for concussion protocol in the NFL. and if he gets a, like a severe concussion, then first of all, that's awful for him, but also just destroys the league's credibility and how they handle concussions and how they prioritize people and players health. I mean, and then that's literally what happened that was i mean we were watching that together and that shit was just scary um and they kept showing it over and over again jeff bezos terrible job on the amazon thursday night football to literally just keep showing to his fingers cramped yeah, and covered no, up i that mean was that wild. was that was so unnecessary but you know and then um uh, you know they already fired the independent doctor who um Uh, looked at Tua during the Bills games but that was because of like (laughs) like mean deservedly so so, but they said because of like uh, a bunch of um, transgressions or a bunch of like violations of of policies and stuff and it's so that's just confusing and and not enough Um, and then uh, Tua flew back with the team and you know I, I think of myself a bit of a concussion expert having had five of them um and one of the worst things ever to do is after you have a concussion a significant concussion like that one is to have uh significant pressure changes and then on top of that uh coach McDaniel said that he watched a movie with Tua the entire ride home which is your second big no-no in concussions is don't look at a screen for extended periods of time I mean It's like he's trying to get himself fired, fined, like, something. I mean, he's just saying every single wrong thing. And then he came out, um, what, this Monday and was like, two is out for um, the game uh, against the Jets. But this has nothing to do with, you know, trying to get back in the good graces of everyone else um, and showing that, like, I care about my players. Like, I don't know. The the entire situation was uh, just disgusting for me. I mean, he... May have totally. jeopardized Tua's future, not only in the NFL, but just uh, his future ability to function normally. I mean, we've seen how bad CTE can get, and that's—I mean, that hit was awful. Um, so, at some point, you need to protect Tua from himself, you know, wanting to get back on the field in the Bills game, wanting to play uh, against Cincy, you know, like, is with boxers, sometimes you got to throw in the towel— And protect your guy even if it pisses them off. So, yeah, I I thought that uh, this kind of just showed um, that the NFL and just teams don't really care about their players um, because all the stuff about McDaniel saying that player safety comes first and I would never jeopardize a player. You pushed him to come back, you let him, and even if you didn't necessarily push him to come back, you let him come back when at that point it was your responsibility to just say, we're going with Teddy on a short week it's you know, what's safe, but he didn't he wanted to stay undefeated and he pushed him and worst case scenario happened. So that's uh my biggest disappointment uh from the week. I don't know, what what do you got?
1: Well, let me just second that point. Um that probably would also in it that would probably also be my biggest disappointment, but not to not to beat the dead horse here. I think you really, really touched upon it well and It's really, it's a bad, it's a bad look on the NFL. Let's, let's simplify it at that. It's a bad look. Also from the Dolphins organization. It was clear as day to everybody that he had a concussion pretty severe. I've had a concussion you've had a concussion. I don't think either of us, I don't think have ever had to do this weird, like, hand, like the doctors already validated it was a terrible concussion and it just wasn't handled properly and they dropped the ball. And it's tough because, like you said, it seemed like Mike McDaniel really tried to kind of, like, undermine the severity of the situation. Like, you know, even, like, saying, like, a subtle thing, like, oh, we were watching, uh, like, a movie on the way back. It's like, dude, like, fucking look up what you shouldn't do when you have a mild to fucking moderate concussion. And it probably would say don't watch TV. Yeah. And... Yeah. and the being on a plane it's like dude let him like what is going on but the, but by doing that you're saying you know what like yeah it looked scary but like we also like went back together you know he was with the team like, yeah he said he was fine it's like dude like come on man like come on like let's let, let's like let's be reasonable logical you're like, like a coach be come on man be a
0: smart coach yeah
1: you know what uh that being said though i'm happy the dolphins lost This is a tough one To pick the biggest disappointment at the moment I think we could definitely look forward to this Thursday night Bout between two unbelievably disappointing teams (laughs) uh, The Colts and the Broncos Um, That being said I'm going to follow up with the Broncos Uh, Granted especially that I also picked this squad To win the AFC West So I'm definitely going to uh, show my dismay a little bit Um, I mean Okay Preface it again. We're talking about this guy's getting paid $50 million a year, Forbes. $50 million a year. $50 million a year. year, Four-year, five-year contract? I think it might be five-year contract. Five years, I think, yeah. And this guy's playing the way he's playing, Forbes. Like, Russell Wilson looks like an outside top-ten quarterback right now.
0: That offense has put
1: up more than 20 points once, and that was in a loss. And that was in a loss to the Raiders. The Raiders. Who are 1-3, underperforming, and if any quality they really got, it's in the offense, not the defense, to say the least. Absolutely disappointing on offense. Defensively, though, they have honestly exceeded expectations. I thought they were going to take a step in the right direction, but they're looking looking pretty darn good. Um, That being said, Russell Wilson's got to prove his worth. We're talking about week five at-home matchup with the Colts, who in their own right have severely underperformed. I thought that they would have played the Texans. Uh, I was about to say the Texans. Uh, the Titans a little bit better because, yeah. you know, the Titans are also another team that are, you know, underperforming. underperforming. And I think that's a pattern we're seeing right now. I mean, it's early. It's it's early. It's We're talking, we're just about to start week five. A lot of teams are two and two. Um, but to say the least, there aren't that many front runners right here right now. Yeah. But the Denver Broncos need to step it up, and it begins with their leader, Russell Wilson, the guy they paid the big bucks for. They have a squad. Obviously, Javante Williams tore his ACL this past um, this past Sunday, which is a massive letdown for them. Um, that being said, they have two really quality receivers in Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, and. A defense that can win them games, like s- honestly, seriously, win them games. They yeah. put up quality performance one after another. Like they honestly, in some sense, strike me as like like their defense. Like if they if they start clicking and Russell Wilson figures out like how you play quarterback position at the elite level that he did once upon a time, or that he's getting paid for, this team could actually win a lot of games. And here's why, in my opinion. Like, take the 49ers, I think, are a decent comparison. 49ers have playmakers on offense, pretty lackluster quarterback play, to say the least. Jimmy G, oh, like, yeah. just does, you know, beat the Rams pretty convincingly, but Jimmy G did not put up a pro bowler performance no, or anything, not you science. know, they just rode behind their defense carried by Nick Bosa and co. Yeah and they just are putting up, they're also two and two, but granted they look like on the right, on the better side of two and two than this Broncos team does yeah. to say the least. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson to, to step up and succeed, at least just hold his own, like hold, try and like more, at, at least exceed 20 points a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one's asking for an MVP caliber season out of this guy, but he's definitely got to hold his own better. Um, that being said, um, Forbes, what, what's your take um, on this upcoming game? I know we have two underperformers. I, I touched a bunch on the Broncos, but I want to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah, we're um, we we we're here again at a, uh, a Thursday night game that um, is looking like it'll continue the trend of uh, these Thursday night games just hitting the under in terms of points. Um you know, definitely a Denver offense that we thought was going to be um, high-powered, you know, high-scoring. Corley Sutton, Jerry Judy, um, unfortunately, Javante Williams is out. Um, but, you know, we thought that they were going to be putting up points. Obviously, they're not. 16 points, 16 points, uh, 11 and 23. Um, and then on the other side of it, a Colts team that has been struggling um had a convincing win over the chiefs and then, um, didn't seem like they could put anything together against the Titans until the end of the game. So, uh, now they're without Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, Matt Ryan, I think he's got five touchdowns, five interceptions. He's really going to need to, uh, Sheesh. to step it up. Um, and, uh, Michael Pittman as well. And really, uh, I think they, yeah, they brought up Nahi Himes, um, from the practice squad. Um, he's going to have to play well. So, you know, I, I, I say hammer the under on this, uh, this, this game tonight, this Thursday night game. Um, I think that's a trend, short weeks. Um, you know, guys are a little less explosive and everything. But um, I think that, you know, I look at the offense and defense of the, the Broncos and I want to go with them. I, I want to say that I, you know, I think that they, especially with a depleted Colts offense, um, that, you know, broncos by potentially a touchdown but then it's crazy that we keep saying this that this has happened to a guy that was so consistently good but i don't have faith in russell wilson right now so um you should you know i still think i'll take the broncos in this game to go to three and two but um no i wouldn't i wouldn't make your biggest bet on who's gonna win the game i would uh I would take some, some different prop bets, and def- <laughs> definitely the under on points, and um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, moving on, one of my, I'd say, better uh, takeaways or happier takeaways um, was kind of the resurgence of the Bengals' offense in that Thursday night game. Um, you know, seemed like they finally were getting back to their kind of formula of success from last year um, in this short week. A lot of um, play action, quick developing plays, not letting um, Joey B stand in there and uh, you know be susceptible to some big hits. So totally. um, you know he was sacked just once uh, on Thursday night, which was the first time uh, he hasn't been sacked multiple times in a game the entire season. Um, so the pr- protection is definitely improved because uh, he's been sacked three times in the past two games, um, which is opposed to 13 times over the course of the first two games of the season so um, yeah the offense is looking looking better um, T Higgins uh, caught seven passes for 124 yards and a touchdown burrow was 20 for 31 for 287 yards and two touchdowns so um, their defense definitely continues to keep them in games um, but it's a step in the right direction for them um, it's their defense is Definitely gonna have their hands full this weekend because they gotta play the or sorry they gotta play the Ravens uh, Sunday Night Football. Um, Lamar and Co. coming off of uh, off of their first loss against the Bills, um, so you know or sorry second loss, but um, they're gonna be hungry and and ready to Lamar especially is gonna be ready to prove that last game was a was a fluke and not um, you know the status quo, but. Uh, what would you say another, another takeaway from, uh, from week four
1: was for you? Uh, well, funny enough, one of my takeaways was a disappointment of the team that I said was going to win the AFC West Forbes. And my takeaway is going to be that the Chiefs are better than they were last year. And that is crazy to say. But I thought we were going to see a serious regression. I predicted they would miss the playoffs, which is already, you know, blasphemous, blasphemous Sorry, mm-hmm. in of its own right. Um, but this squad is so legit, it's crazy. They are still here running the AFC. Let me tell you, top down, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. They outplayed the heck out of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. squad in Tampa. After Hurricane Ian, after all of its, all of that it was done to Florida, you were going to see a squad that was going to unite under that front, unite under the fact that they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones back in the lineup. You were going to see this team absolutely erupt on top of their very elite defense that, that has been holding them and giving them win after win this season when Tom Brady hasn't stepped up. This time around, flips. We, were, we didn't see what we thought we were going to see from Tampa. T- uh, Tom Brady definitely uh, progressed throughout the game. You know, just shy of 400 yards passing. Um, you know, obviously offensive line uh, was getting pressured by this Chiefs team. Like, this Chiefs defense isn't as bad as I projected, um, or as we projected, yeah. I feel like. No,
0: I was with I you mean, on
1: that. <laughs> And I mean, on offense, they didn't skip a beat. Like, they really drive after drive, no mercy. It was crazy. And can I just talk, like, we criticized who they had on their squad, right? Oh, yeah. We gave Clyde, you know, some smack, a little bit small back, you know, definitely quick on his feet, unbelievably talented. He's kept up with it. He doesn't seem to miss the end zone. Honestly, every game we're talking a touchdown, either receiving um, on, like, the two-yard line or, you know, or, or scor- scoring with a rushing touchdown. But could I also just talk about this dude, Pacheco, for a second? This guy is, an, this guy is insane. Like, I, I read something, like, before the season started about how this guy was talented. Other there was obviously a possibility that he could become the lead back. Um, this dude is, like, 5'10", like, 220, and just... I think runs a... he no, I know he runs a sub four four forty. And I'm like, damn. Like this guy, this guy can feast. Let me tell you, Forbes. Needless to say, Travis Kelsey, I mean, that first touchdown was, yeah. was a work of art, honestly. That little stop and then absolutely send the defender out there for a hot dog was unreal, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And I mean they're just clicking on all cylinders. Like this team is scary, you know just when you thought the bills t- a couple weeks ago might have you know put their foot off the gas i mean the chiefs said yo yeah, we still run this we still run this conference yeah um and with conviction to say the very least um this this squad is looking dangerous um
0: yeah no i was definitely impressed i thought that you know brady doesn't lose back to back games often i think it's been a good long time since that had happened and yeah he really didn't get going until the second half, or you know, a couple minutes left in the first half, but um, yeah, the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, he was playing backyard football with everybody. I mean, that was <laughs> oh that God. was ridiculous. <laughs> He's doing spin moves, just doing lob passes. I mean, it's stopping. He's like... yeah. So that yeah, and I think Patrick Mahomes heard everybody who said no, no, no. no. First, we got Josh Allen. Um, you know, then we got Justin Herbert, and then we got Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. I think he heard that and was just like, you guys think just because I lost Tyreek Hill that I was going to, you know, just go quietly into the night? Like, he's just... It's, <laughs> yeah, it's so... He took it
1: personally for he us. He really
0: did, honestly. And I think that he also heard some of the stuff that Tyreek Hill was saying when he was saying, like, Tyreek Hill was being like, there's no difference between Tua and Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick's like, yeah, there is. Yeah, Isn't there are these coolly <laughs> like." I think, especially a past player, because Mahomes is that type of guy, like, he's such a nice dude and he's not going to ever say anything negative about, like, a teammate. And so for a teammate that he's always spoke highly of to say something bad about him, I think he was just like, all right, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to prove, like, that I didn't need you.
1: So, And he's doing that and more. Yeah. So
0: that's been impressive. Last thing from week four that's been impressive for me is the Lions' offensive power versus their defensive woes. I mean,
1: <laughs> through, through a great point. four
0: weeks, the Lions have scored the most points in the NFL in 140. And on the other hand, they have given up the most amount of points in any other team in the league in 141. So, offensive side, first-year offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, he's been drawing up some great schemes. I think he's been doing a great job. Lions offensively definitely improved, even with the injury to DeAndre Swift. Jamal Williams, huge for my fantasy team, uh, has been <laughs> extremely effective all over the field, um, out of the backfield, downhill running and everything. I'm on Ross. St. Brown is definitely a true wide receiver one. Um, you know, he's out last oh, week, unfortunately. Um, this week, I think he's questionable. Um, he didn't practice so today, though. I did see, yeah, he didn't practice, so we'll have to see about that. Then T.J. Hawkinson, I know you're happy about him. Low-key, good
1: for us, though. Pats play the Lions this week. I'll get to that. Don't you worry, don't
0: you worry. So, T.J. Hawkinson, been solid uh, in passing and blocking. And I know, yeah, he had a monster game for you this past week against the Seahawks.
1: Um, About time. Yeah. But that being said, when are you ever... That was pretty rogue, though. Not not to steal your thunder for a second, but when have you seen a tight end put up a 40-piece... Who's not named Traps Kelsey? Uh, Kittle. Kittle doesn't even. He doesn't last even run, year, last year, he doesn't even run out run anymore. Last year, he's last such a good year. blocker they don't. It's crazy. Moving on.
0: In addition, through four games, Jared Goff is having the best start to the season that he may have ever had. Um, completed sixty percent of his passes, thrown eleven touchdowns and only three interceptions. He's got the eighth best QBR in the league at sixty-seven. Uh, And he's got the third most passing yards in the league with uh, over 1,100 yards. So, you know, he's not necessarily turning a lot of heads around the NFL, but he's having a solid start and couldn't be uh, projected to do better for the rest of the season. I mean, he's, you know, really in a good spot. Um, And back to their, yeah, their injuries is one thing to notice that um, aside from their right tackle and their right guard, every single person on their offense is dealing with some sort of injury like every person I was was looking at earlier this day questionable 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 all down except for the right tackle and right guard so that's definitely something um that is is something to key on when especially when you have to rely so heavily on your offense to keep you in games part Um, of football unfortunately yeah defensively uh it's tough. They rank last. <laughs> they rank last in the NFL uh, in yards per rush, giving up uh, 5.6 yards uh, per play. Third down percentage is also the worst in the NFL, allowing uh, conversions 53% of the time. And this is the worst. Uh, the worst stat that I found is their their red zone efficiency. Uh, is they allow uh, touchdowns in the red zone uh, 87% of the time. They've allowed touchdowns on 13 of 15 drives, so like that's that's just heinously bad. So, you know, their defense needs to step up. Past couple of years, they've had some high defensive picks in the form of Jeff Okuda, um, and obviously Aiden Hutchinson is only a rookie, but you know he needs to, and he's had some a couple solid games. I think week one he had like three sacks, which was nuts. But he's going to need to have consistently solid games. Um, And I think, yeah, it starts up front with him and on third downs. Um, Their defense, yeah, their third down efficiency, like I said, 53%. um, It really needs to improve. I think if that improves, you know, then with that red zone uh, stops and defensive plays in the red zone will increase. So, you know, yeah, it starts with establishing a better third down defense. So that's what, you know, their defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn needs to focus on heading into the the week five matchup with the Pats, Um, you know, after – Last week, I may or may not have given up on the Patriots' chances of being a contender this week, but dear God, I hope we still beat the Lions, um, especially with uh, oh, our boy yeah. Zappy throwing some zappy touchdowns out there. Oh, but, boy. Uh, Yeah, any, any more takeaways from, uh, from week four or you want to move to week five?
1: Let's move to week five, I think. That, All no, right. you had to touch on the lines of that. That's that's been the sight to see because because low-key, you know Jared Goff has gotten his fair share of criticism mm-hmm. I would say you know this whole deal and let's be clear, he let's be clear some of it. Jared Goff is looking way better than Matt Stafford and Matt Stafford has Debatedly the top wide receiver in the league. So let's 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 cut back on Jared Goff getting all all that hate. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Matt Stafford is straight up throwing the ball to the other team. That's an that's a whole other can of worms we could have opened, um, but w- I guess we spared him this week. I hear that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll uh,
0: we'll spare Stafford this week. They just, meh. but you know, we got some definitely got some some fun games this week. Um, I mean, I'm most looking forward to the Sunday night Bengals Ravens game. Um, in Baltimore, but before that, Cowboys Rams game. Um, you know, I, I'm honestly not sure if they've given a indication on uh Dak Prescott. If I was the Cowboys, I would not rush him back because Cooper Rush is looking better. <laughs> so so, um oh uh, <laughs> like he's pretty he he's, he he's, he's the first Cowboys quarterback uh, to start his career four and zero and have a QBR of ninety or above. He's the first quarterback in Cowboys history to do that. Think of the the Cowboys quarterbacks in their storied history. Yeah. So and, and our boy Cooper Rush, the ginger giant, is doing this stuff. So <laughs> you know, is that another nickname you came up with? Or yeah, is that up, right nickname? off the top of the head. <laughs> <laughs> You just gotta go for the alliteration. Same uh, words starting with the same same <laughs> letter. That's that's what I always go with. But I'm yeah, I'm honestly gonna go with uh, the Cowboys in that four twenty five uh, game against the Rams. Um, I think, and not just because he's on my fantasy team. I think uh, pick Ceedee Lamb to score a touchdown, um, Tony Pollard to score a touchdown, and uh, Rams. I would say go with Cup to score a touchdown. You I mean, got to. You didn't hit it last week. He didn't hit, he last, didn't week. hit it last week, and that was the first time in, what, 11 games? Yeah, 10 or 11 games. Yeah, so yeah. I think you got to go with Cup to score a touchdown. It's always – I would never bet on any uh, uh, Rams running backs to score because they're just running back by committees. So that's just not a good call. But And, and neither of them score and, either. Yeah, neither of them score. But, um, you know, overall, I think the Cowboys got this um, – the, you know, Stafford, we just talked about how we didn't give him a lot of uh, hate, but I will touch on the fact that he did not look good last week. I mean, the Rams offense just looked terrible. On a week where I bet too much money on the Rams defense, the <laughs> Rams offense to score points, they got three field goals. And now against, you know, a very, very solid Cowboys defense, you know.
1: Very solid.
0: I will say there's always the. Chance that Cooper Cup's gonna have a long touchdown because um, Drayvon Diggs jumps a a slant or something trying to get a pick six, and you know we get a, a deep touchdown. So I wouldn't necessarily bet that out, uh, and I also wouldn't bet out CD getting a nice touchdown, especially after <laughs> you see that uh, that open field missed tackle on uh, on Debo that Jalen Ramsey had oh last week, and then Ramsey posted it. That was, he, or sorry uh, Debo posted it and then
1: posted just him laughing about it. Oh my god! So well, he's I mean he if if you chat you know you're yeah. gonna have consequences. Yeah. So
0: you know it's weird. Honestly, I don't the the Rams are minus five and a half in that game. Um, I think that's a fairly that's a could be a good bet honestly. Um, even if they don't win, I don't think they're losing by six points. So. Um, Cowboys by the spread or just a couple guys to score touchdowns that's that's my bet. my initial thoughts uh, well, before we get to the Bengals Ravens game let's get, let's get your take on uh, on another game this Sunday.
1: All right picks for Sunday. Forbes you're not gonna like this one but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little crazy with this one for the one o'clock game I'm gonna go Cleveland to cover with the potential to win. No yep. I'm gonna all right it. let's
0: hear it let's hear it
1: at plus three at plus three I'm gonna take it at home we'll back Cleveland that'll be a fun one and then the next one I think is a a slam and a half Philadelphia at Arizona no shot yeah no shot am I giving the Arizona Cardinals plus five on this garbage the way that Philadelphia's been playing right now compared to Arizona not going to keep up. Let me no, tell you, the sure. way that Philadelphia is rocking on both sides of the football, uh-uh. they're winning by at least a touchdown here. Yeah. Slamming Philadelphia, Cleveland. There's definitely a little risk to it, but you know what? I'm going to change the Cleveland one to the money line, Cleveland to win for a fun pick. Um, I like that. You know, you want it? You want to go a little crazy? Uh, low stakes. Go ride, ride our boys in, from in Cleveland. Um, that being said, though, if you want to lock Philadelphia at Arizona minus five. So Forbes, I think it's only fair that we segue to Sunday night's matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals against the Baltimore Ravens, both sitting at two and two. Who's gonna take the conference? No, I'm just kidding. Who do you got in this game?
0: Uh, you know I was thinking a lot about this one. Line is uh, you know Baltimore minus three right now. Um, you know, I, I think i got to go with the surging Bengals. Um, you know, I know it's an away game. It's a Sunday night game. Ravens are coming off of a loss, and they're going to be absolutely juiced. Lamar especially. He didn't have his best game last week. Um, so I think he um, is definitely going to be looking to, you know, show. I mean, he's he's working for his contract, so I think he, he definitely wants to show out again, especially on Sunday night. Um, but – You know, We saw, like I said before in the podcast, we saw that Bengals offense start to get back to what was working so well for them last year, especially at the end of the season. A lot of quick plays, just getting the ball to your playmakers like T. Higgins, like Jamar Chase, like Tyler Boyd, um, like Joe Mixon, Hayden Hurst. I mean, they have so many on that offense right now. It's not worth a lot of these long developing plays that have the potential to get Joe Burrow hurt again. Um, so I think that was, you know, a big kind of I mean not regression, but step in the right direction in terms of moving back to what just worked for them last season. I think they were trying to get a little too cute. Um, but yeah, I think uh with with a bit of a struggling Ravens defense that this this Bengals team is gonna have some success early on, especially, um, and that's gonna force Lamar and the Ravens to kind of abandon an initial game plan. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think that as f- insanely acrobatic and uh, fun to watch as Lamar is, I don't think that he's going to be able to, uh, to get around this Bengals defense um, that has really shown out, showed that they could, um, you know, Eli Apple last week when he was the closest uh, defender to Tyreek Hill, uh, I think there were two targets, one reception for seven yards. I mean, this defense is solid. They've been keeping the Bengals in it. They're the reason that they are two and two. Um, and so I'm, I'm rocking with the Bengals. I think, yeah, Bengals plus three is, is a
1: solid choice. What do you think, Nando? Well, it's only fair if I do the opposite. Heading into the season, I took Baltimore. You took the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals obviously started off extremely disappointing, whereas Baltimore, you know, Lamar from the get-go showing why he should be MVP but you know like you mentioned struggling secondary but to the max that being said they held up with Josh Allen which we didn't even speak about the ending of that last game right yeah the whole no trust and defense situation i personally i'm taking the fuel either okay. way because at the very least at the very least first off bills d is bills d Bills can stop any team at the one-yard line yeah. when, when you know, shit hits the fan. Even if you're Lamar. Even if you're Lamar. You know, it's football scheme. You have less space. They, they can get you. Yeah. And secondly, like, your defense was there. You gave up, what? A little over 20 points. That's it, you know? Or sorry, 20 points. No, yeah. 23 points. Yeah. Like, That being said, though, I think this is going to be a massive uh, bounce-back game for Baltimore. I think that Baltimore is capable of putting up a solid defensive performance. You know, like we've mentioned before on this podcast, football is a super complicated game. And sometimes it takes weeks for defenses to really mold. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and for that reason, I'm going to take Baltimore. Um, I think that Lamar at home is it going is it going to take another loss. I think that he's going to I think he's going to rip apart this uh, Cincinnati defense and to be frank, I think that Cincinnati it's going to be close. I think Baltimore will cover. I'm excited either way. Um but I do think that Cincinnati uh, I mean they still are struggling with their offensive line like yeah. you do have to like remember that there was that big, you know, 50-yard plus TD to Higgins. That was that was massive. Like that was that was a true inflection point in the game. Um, they ran with it. One-on-one coverage. Like you said, though, the Bengals are loaded on all cylinders. Like, I'm like Tyler Boyd is a baller, man. Tyler yeah. Boyd is a baller, and that dude is the third receiver. I mean, Joe Mixon at running back is obviously super quality. He hasn't really picked up speed though. Um, but you know how much of it is on the offensive line compared to you know him finding the hole, um, if such exists. Hayden Hurst, like you mentioned, another quality tight like another quality receiver at tight end. Like, like he he's got weapons. So I mean, if anybody's gonna gonna show up to a gunfight, it'll be Joe Burrow and Co. That's for sure. So I'm definitely super hyped for this one.
0: Yeah, I mean it's two weeks in a row that, that we finally get some good uh, Sunday night football games. Um, yeah, it's definitely gonna be big on that offensive line to establish a nice run game with Joe Mixon. They definitely haven't been able to do that really effectively this season. Um and yeah, get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands quickly. Make sure he's not getting ripped because, you know, that
1: that was the large reason why they went out 0 and two at the start of the season. So Yeah, and but not to mention like our, like the homies in <laughs> Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, like Yeah, like In my opinion, that's like the, that's the top two wide receiver duo, hands down. Yeah. Like, on pure football talent, damn. Like, put any receiver on T. Higgins. We saw Xavier Howard on him on the 50-yard touchdown. He said, who's this punk landing up (laughs) across from me? (laughs) Are you joking? You thought you could go, you could bring the safety over to Jamar and that would stop us? Yeah. Please. So, this is going to be a fun one.
0: Yeah. No, that'll be, it's definitely going to be a good one. Um... Dear God, I hope the Pats win. Otherwise, I might to watch another game this season. I mean, season. do we want to tank, though? I don't even know. I'm in this I don't swing, know. It's, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, it depends. I think it depends all of the outcome of this game. If we lose this game, I think let's lose every single game this <laughs> season. If we win this game, I don't know. We'll see. But either way, that's our, our picks for this week, and uh, we'll see you next week.